Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mavs Corner. This is Kyle, and a lot has happened since the last episode. We have started the playoffs, and we got some awards for the, the Mavericks, uh, Luca and Porzingis in particular, and we have ourselves a five-game series now, so we've got a little bit to talk about. So, again, Mavs Corner, this is Kyle, flying solo, and here we go. So... First off, I want to talk about, boy, I want to talk about Boban, but we're going, we're going to talk about Boban, but let's talk about Luca getting uh, first team for the seeding games. So he was, I believe, uh, in fact, it's not even believe, I know that he was ranked fourth overall for uh, like MVP of the seedings. It was uh, Damian Lillard. He's the one that won it, and then Devin Booker, I know, got like second or third. I can't remember who else got, you know, picked above Luca, but Luca was definitely in the conversation. Regardless, he made it to the first uh, team, which was great. I mean, that's awesome. And Porzingis made it into the second team, which is not surprising given how well he's doing even before the pandemic, right before it, he was turning it up. We've talked about this. And during the seeding games, I think he played at least five games. He might have played six. I think he averaged like 30-plus points, and I want to say it was really close, if not just slightly above double-digit rebounds, and then he was averaging one-and-a-half blocks, I believe. But yeah, uh, Luca and Porzingis earned all bubble team nods. Luca being first team and Porzingis making the second team. And we're the only team that had two players make it into the to those, you know, top two teams. I don't know if they had a third team. I think they just had top two teams. It was really cool. It was very, very nice, very good. Uh, it's another, uh, another way to think of the Mavericks as far as their future. It's very bright. I know we've talked about this, and you know what? It, there's not gonna, it's not gonna get old. I don't think it's going to. It's, uh, you know, them. Spoiler alert! If I mean, sure, spoiler alert. They've they they they've beaten the Clippers in, in game two. So, what am I trying to say here? Like the future is very bright. I mean, just the one win right there. That's great. Like, awesome. And let's go ahead and spill into it. The first game, we had a chance to win that. We were in it. I think till the end. And obviously, Porzingis uh, being ejected, that was, you know, the turning point, a lot of people claim. And I agree. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki even tweeted, LeBron James, a lot of people tweeted out the disgust for him being ejected. They, Porzingis, they didn't think he was, uh, they they didn't think he deserved to be ejected. And uh, it's hard to disagree, but. Being his first playoff series ever, which is awesome for Porzingis, it's natural. It's it's understandable to uh, see him, you know, get excited. And obviously, the, the the second technical foul is just him sticking up for Luca because I know Luca and oh, I can't remember anymore. Was it Morris? Maybe Marcus Morris were getting into it. Anyway, somebody was getting into his Luca, and so Porzingis stepped up, right? So that was very good. A lot of people are like, uh, 11 times out of 10, we want Porzingis to do that. I was like, well, not necessarily. And in fact, there was somebody, I think they tweeted that we <laughs> we should have designated players 
who stick up for Luca in those situations, like intervene and not somebody, I hate to say it, but not somebody as important as Porzingis jeopardizing himself being ejected from the game versus, I don't know, we'll just say Dwight Powell. If Dwight Powell is there, you know, obviously he's not playing, he can't get ejected anyway, but. Oh, if you want to be more realistic, if there was like an actual player of the Mavericks, uh, uh, this is that's tough because I, I can't say Trey Burke because he's he's doing great. I, I don't want to say Delon Wright because I, I I like how well he plays defensively. I I like all the players, man. I I just I don't know I don't know, but not Porzingis, right? That's a that's a debate for sure. Ideally, though, uh, Porzingis plays smarter, which he did say in the game two. Uh, he was not ejected. There was some foul trouble in game two, and I'm kind of going back and forth here. So let me let me go back to game one. We had a chance, that's for sure, and it would have been really cool if we were up uh, 2-0 overall. That'd be great. Be huge trouble for the Clippers. That's okay though. We're <laughs> This is more, I'm more than happy, and I know all Mavericks fans are more than happy with, with the scenario that we're in right now. Putting them into a best of five against arguably one of the strongest candidates for you know favorite NBA title favorites, the Clippers. Absolutely, because the Lakers aren't looking too hot. I think they're having trouble with the trail the Trailblazers, possibly. I mean, Damian Lillard is just going off. He's he's crazy, but. Uh, speaking of people going crazy, you know, in the playoffs, Luca with his first game he scored forty-two points. It's a record, right? Awesome. Uh, forty-two points. He had, I think, eleven turnovers, so that was kind of sloppy. But forty-two points. He he kept them in the game. So yeah, it's great. And he broke a record for the for the second game playing. He he uh, he got twenty-eight points. So. Combined, it was 70 points for the two games. So that was a record of sorts uh, since the NBA-ABA merger that he's got the most points in his first two playoff games. Yeah, they can pull all sorts of records. It almost seems like it's a little bit reaching, but the first game being 42 points, that was great. And once again, it's just... uh, just kind of goes to show how lucky we are to have Luca and and even more so with Porzingis. You know, the combination of those two is fantastic. And Porzingis, a lot of people have said it. And I'm gonna to have to agree with them. You know, there's always this X factor in a series. They always pick out an X factor in a playoff series, and it's any any sport, truly for the most part. I know, yeah, right. But especially basketball. You know, football, there's 11 players versus 11, and then there's offense, defense, there's, I think that's 22 players on each team, and then they get subbed out and all that. Anyway, whereas basketball, it's five versus five. It's a little bit more closely looked at each player. And to me, it's it's too clear, and to a lot of people, it's, it's too clear. It's Boban. <laughs> now, Boban is great, and he did fantastic in game two, and I I'm going to say he might have done okay in game one. I honestly can't remember if he played that much in game one. But game two, he played a little bit. I think he played like 10 minutes. He got like 13 points and eight rebounds. That's, and I, I don't mean to say that surprisingly. That's to be expected with Boban. He does that all the time. He gets limited minutes, but then he just 
he just makes the most out of it and then some. It's great. Love it. And I I I love his uh his uh not his press conference, but his interview with the TNT crew after the game. That was that was fun to watch that. He's he's just a lot of fun to to listen to. He's a great spirited guy. He's can't help but smile. Now I I watched that because I didn't watch it right after the game like live. I watched it the next morning. Actually, I guess it was this morning, uh, Thursday morning, and it was super early. It was like five thirty in the morning when I woke up and I saw that notification. I was like, oh, I, I must have missed that. And yeah, it was, it was great. Um. So well, let, let me take a quick break, guys, and when I come back, we're going to talk a bit more about Game Two in the playoff series in general, and uh, yeah, we'll just go from there. So, guys, stay tuned. All right, then, welcome back to the Mavs Corner. So we're just kind of talking about a lot of different things. We talked about Luca and Porzingis making. Uh, we all all started the uh, the first team and second team in the bubble games. The eight games they made it to to the top two teams, and they were the only team, the Dallas Mavericks, to have two people in those either you know team. So that was awesome. Now we're obviously talking about the playoffs. How we've notched it up. We're tied one one with the Clippers. Uh, because of a great game too, not just from one person. I mean, obviously Luca did great and Porzingis did great. They did uh, individually, but as a team, we definitely did well. Uh, the bench stepped up. I believe uh, Curry and Trey Burke they did fantastic. Obviously, Boban did well as did well as well. <laughs> and uh, I like the lineup. I, I want to talk about that just for a second. I do like the starting lineup of having Maxi in there. I've always loved having Maxi play. I do remember seeing a quote from Carlisle explaining why he didn't want Maxi in the starting lineup for most of the time during the season. It's because they like to manage his minutes. It's like, okay, I, I can see that. That's a really good answer. Whether it's true or not, who knows? Uh, I would say more often than not, he just thought he had better matchups if you know he had Curry in there. And that might be true. This is not one of those cases, I think. It's not one of those cases where you would put Curry in over Kleva to start the game off because of the, the, the two stars over there, the Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. We got to have our two best defenders out there to start off with, being Dorian Finney-Smith and Maxi Kleba. Uh, it's, it's just, you can't get around it. To substitute uh, Curry in for Kleba, uh, who okay? So who? Uh, obviously, Dorian Finney-Smith's going to take one of those guys. Who's going to guard the other guy? Uh, uh, Luca? I I wouldn't want that. So uh, you know, a full-time job. Now, obviously, Luca is probably taking some defensive roles against Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. I haven't really looked into it too much, but because I'm just watching this them score so much, it's great. Uh, Luca and Porzingis hick, uh, hooking up. Luca with his great passes, you know, behind the bags for Porzingis to go for a three and allowing uh, Boban to get in there and slam dunk and Maxi Kleba, a bunch of alley oops. It's it's a lot of fun. It's great. Um, I, I'm trying to remember if I 
concluded the X Factor uh, talk, Porzingis is the X Factor. Porzingis being obviously seven three, when is he not going to be the X Factor? Right? I when when I don't and for both teams, right? He is the ultimate X Factor. Whereas you know, let's just assume that it's not the Mavericks playing. Maybe it's the Clippers versus the Lakers or something like that. Well, then who's the X Factor? It's a bit more. Uh, well, Anthony Davis is probably the one because he's the tallest guy. That's a bad example. But you know what I mean. Poor thing is just, he's the unicorn. He's going to be the ultimate X-Factor, I think, in any matchup because who can guard him whenever he's taking three-pointers, you know? you got to have a really big dude, and if the big dude comes out of the paint, that exposes the paint. So then Porzingis either he beats the guy off his feet, you know, trips him up, whatever, and he drives in and dunks it or he passes it off to somebody so a lot of this is riding on Porzingis staying in the game staying out of foul trouble not getting ejected and and uh being obviously shooting decently and I think he is shooting well thankfully he was picking it up you know the last few weeks before the pandemic started so it's uh, very huge that he's he's coming to form and we talked about this he had an interview uh, a few weeks ago if not a couple months ago and uh, talking about how he might have he felt like he might have over bulked I guess he overworked out so he was he was a big dude you can I can still remember the Instagram photo of him pumping up he looked like Ivan Drago from Rocky 4 and everybody was excited and, and why not right he's gonna be like this great super strong like beat up everybody in the in the paint kind of thing but and he wasn't that big when we, he actually we actually saw him on the court but now he he said that he's trying to tone it down a little bit i think and find the proper weight and physique to where he feels most comfortable shooting these you know long range shots the three pointers and things like that so I just it's it's come to fruition and it's working. We're tied up with the Clippers in the playoffs. Thank gosh that we're not gonna we're not gonna get swept. That's you know, I guess it could be a gentleman sweep. A gentleman sweep is a four to one, whatever. So I guess it could be that. Is that right? But I, it's not going to be a, a, we're not going to lay a goose egg. So we have that. would rather us not lose three in a row from here. That wouldn't be good. But it just seems like there's, there's this vibe that there's this chance that we might actually pull this out. I realize this is super early. It is. We can't just say this because of one game. Like, oh yeah, we won. We're going to take the series. No, we've got it. And they've, a lot of people have said it. <laughs> Trying to remind everybody, like, okay, you can be excited. You can take a little victory lap, but ultimately we still have to win three more games if we're going to win this series. Um, that would just be fantastic. That'd be great. But even just one more win would be, would be like, okay, you guys have super exceeded my expectations. So I'm getting so excited. I'm getting hiccups here. Oh, well, what else can I talk about? Uh, the game is the third game is tonight, game three, very important game, right? 
every game is very important, but they just get more and more important. Just mathematically, they do. You know, a best of seven, each game is not as significant as a game as each game of a best of five. That's what it is now. It's a best of five. And uh, so, I mean, if the Clippers had won game two, it wouldn't be a best of five. You know, it, it, it'd be a little complicated, and then the games wouldn't be... Obviously, for the Mavericks, it'd be super crucial if we were down 2-0. Like, oh, we've got to win one, because going down 3-0, that'd be terrible. But it's not going to be the case. It's not the case. I think we have a chance. They, they're, I was trying to keep my uh, my excitement down. But, uh, you know, I, I think we can do it. <laughs> I think Falcon would be, uh, you know, prior to the series starting, I think Falcon would have said probably a gentleman sweep. I think I was thinking maybe we can take two games, and that's definitely looking more like the case. But it can go either way right now. Uh, and I, I just I think they could do it. That'd be just crazy. And Carlisle mentioned this too, how is this the first time, you know, during the pandemic, so it's weird. There's really not a home court advantage. So that in turn kind of helps the Mavericks. He mentioned that, how this is going to be a lot different. This is going to be different than any other year, of course, right? But for the playoffs, it's a little bit important to have home court advantage. It is. It really is. Compared to other sports, I like uh, maybe maybe hockey. I think hockey it's not as important. I will think because I feel like that all those series go to seven. I just when I think of hockey, I think that's how it always goes. It always goes to seven or six at least, regardless. And when it does that, that kind of tells you like, well, it tells you one or two things. Either if if the teams are winning at home, then the home court advantage really is doing it for them, or their opponent is winning the, their games at your home and vice versa, and then it really doesn't matter. But in this case, there's really no home court advantage. It's basically the best offense in the history. It's not basically. That is. That's the truth. It is the best offense in NBA history against, I think, the number two defense in the league. It was either number two or number one, something like that. Or maybe it was number one defense and number two offense in the Clippers, something like that. Regardless, they have two of the best defenders since, you know, of this past decade. I would, I mean, let's let's go for it. Let's argue that. Uh, what are you going to do when you have this seven-foot-three dude that can just shoot threes from all the way to half court? He's done it several times this year he's done it so that and then obviously this this kid this, uh, this wizard this Luca magic he's he's something else and I hope he continues to improve it's gonna be definitely a fun thing to talk about uh I was gonna say over the summer <laughs> but during the off season it's gonna be fun to talk about again what we would like to see Luca improve on and it's going to be kind of the same thing. I can already remember what I was you know, talking about with my player profiles. My first several episodes of this podcast, I talked about most of the players and what I thought I was going to hope to see this year and what I was expecting them to improve on. And we'll get into all that. I want to right now, but I'm not going to. But 
guys, I think I'm going to go ahead and call it there. I know I kind of just rambled on going back and forth, game one, game two. Ultimately, game one, it stinks that we lost it, but it's okay. We won game two. We are in this series. Luke and Porzingis made it into the top two teams for the bubble, the seeding tournament, whatever you want to call it. So that's awesome. And Luca obviously is still making history. So that's great. Um, that's pretty much the wrapping of it. And like I said, game three is tonight. You're listening to this on Friday. So game three is, I, want, I think it's tonight. It's that or it's in the afternoon. I can't remember what time it is anymore, but. It is sometime today, I can tell you that. Game three, very important. So, as always, you can follow the podcast on Twitter, on Instagram. It's going to be at Mavs Corner. Uh, send me any comments, questions, anything like that. I'll be more than happy to respond to you, truly. Uh, there's a lot to talk about, guys, and a lot of good things. So, by all means, let's, let's talk about it. Um, let's, let's take this game three. Game three, if we can pull this out and go up 2-1, that is massive. And the flip side of it is if we lose it, you, know, you would still you would say that's massive too, but it's more pressure on the Clippers, and I don't think that's really a much of a debate. There's a lot more pressure on the Clippers because there's more of an expectation. You know, they're the team that's... They should make it to the finals, right? They're supposed to. Well, I don't know. I don't know. These... These uh, this, you, these Euro brothers might have something to say about that. So let's see what happens, guys. All right, y'all take care. Mm-hmm.